Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of An Orphan's Kiss right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest repeating back here with us is Lynn Cochran Murphy. We originally did a show uh, four years ago called Living Hope, Steps to Believe in uh, Leaving Suffering Behind. And she has a new book that we're going to be talking about today, but we're going to be talking about all of her books, actually, um, because they're all of them. Uh, have something that's really, really relevant to where we are right now. It's about awakening and releasing and self-validating and finding our true self. And never is there a more apropos time as now. She says, where is the light in the world? Um, and we are the light in the world that we've been waiting for. And most certainly, we are looking at the times right now where we are being shaken up, we are being woken up, we're asked to step up, we're asked to change it up. It's a time to reflect to review, to renew, and it's not the um, dictation of what tomorrow is, more the anticipation on the exploration of what tomorrow brings, but what it's screaming at us globally is raise your consciousness, raise your consciousness, please. And so that's where we're at, isn't it, love? And it's quite a lesson we're learning at the moment, isn't it? And it's a lesson that we cannot avoid. No. You know, it's, it's all around us and it's changed our lives. And I suggest that we embrace it. Mm. I find it. Embrace it. Go with it and see what comes of it. Yes. And, and I think it's, it's um, you know, when you look at an artist, they, you know, they've, they've maybe gotten known for a kind of certain art that reflected the times, but it showed kind of torture and anguish. And it's, do we want to keep buying that art? You know, this is the time for a, a new canvas. Where is the hope? Where is the kindness and the caring? Where is the love? Where is the joy in life? You know, where's the celebration? And, you know, we've got so caught up, I think, in, in doom that we've forgotten how to look at hope and joy. And I think this is the time to strip everything back and start anew. I agree. And, and because we're losing so many people mm -hmm. so rapidly, um, in numbers that we're just not used to, it seems like the doom can really be in your face. Yeah. Um, that because we can't go out with our friends and do whatever we used to do, it really opens up a new era. And maybe it's more about self-reflection and contemplation and reevaluation. And I bring that up because we just had an experience. We were so bored, you know, being at home. Um, I've been you know, pretty much at home since February. I'd taken a trip to India. And then, um, since then, I was stuck at home. So we decided to go to Las Vegas for a weekend, which normally would be a wonderful thing. And instead, I mean, it was fine. It was fine. But I came away with, I don't need to ever do that again. <laughs> yes. There's a, 
a famous Buddhist author named Jack Kornfield, and he called it called Las Vegas, um, the home of the hungry ghost. Mm. Mm-hmm. What that means is it's it's beings that want more, 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 but their mouths are really little and their stomach's really huge and they just can't get enough. And I, I just reflected on that a lot. <laughs> You're being there and going, I don't, I don't need that. That is not the energy that I choose right. to have. And it used to be such a fun place. But, you know, I'd rather go to the beach. Or I'd rather yes. go to the mountains. Mm-hmm. I think we have a new appreciation for nature. I mean, look how Mother Earth has completely thrived right now without us, with us all being in lockdown, own zone clothes, um, you know, creature, dolphins swimming in Venice. You know, uh, we're looking at animals coming out and saying, ah, oh, oh, very nice of you. Thank you for sharing. You know, instead of dominating and yes. of course the moment that you kind of get phase two and then phase three of going back everybody goes back to their old ways and totally screw you nature in a lot of ways and it's like no mama mama nature mama earth gave you a warning and she's saying if you don't pay attention to that warning if you're going to be a spoiled little child and you're not willing to share you're not willing to care you're not willing to show kindness and consideration and compassion to one another Next time might be a delete button. So we're going to keep this virus around until you learn to be more respectful. I just, um, I pray for those people who are slow to catch on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the ones that take so much from the earth. Yes. And, um, you know, may, may the light turn on for them. May it. Because it's in giving that we find joy, not in taking. Right. Oh, gosh. Yes. It's good to be able to receive. Yes. We want to be able to receive. And I bring that up because women, it's important that we mm-hmm. be able to receive because we're just such givers. Mm-hmm. But, but we want that balance of loving the earth, appreciating it. And that's giving energy to the earth as we take our, you know, our nutrition, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 I mean, we forget. We're taking, taking all the time. You know, I think really we have become, become spoiled children. I want more. I want more instead of appreciating, you know. And uh, we know that, that a lot of this kind of came about from advertising rather than like the 70s and the 80s is that more is better. The bigger house is better. The bigger car is better. And people started becoming slaves, literally to working a hundred hours a week just to maintain a lifestyle that they didn't even have time to enjoy. And, you know, then people cottoned on and go, well, what am I working for? I'm on my third divorce. I never see my kids. I'm just paying alimony. I hate my job. I have no time for myself. <laughs> and they go, what am I, what am I living for? And they realize they're not living. Yeah, you want to get that perspective while you're still young. Because mm. I've heard over and over that on your deathbed, you don't wish that you had worked more, right? Yes, yes. You wish that you had enjoyed life more, been with your family more. But you want to get that when you're 35, mm-hmm. not when you're 95. Yes. <laughs> or the cosmic two by four, the heart attack, the stroke, the, the cancer, oh. the this or that. And it's like, well, I've been trying to get your attention. You've not been listening. Are you listening now? 
I love that analogy. I use that one too, that, that to get it the first time the message comes across, don't wait for the two by four. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, I'll admit I've had some two by fours, you know, and, and, and a lot of it was, was it fear of moving on? Was it, you know, um, a lack of imagination as to where I was going uh, or was it uh, just I had become complacent in my own life and thought there was nothing else, you know, and I think this is the time to kind of like, well, why, what is stopping me? What is stopping me from stepping up? What is stopping me from changing it up? And have I just got too comfortable in my own misery? So I think that when we feel um, everything's the same within us, and that we have to change. We don't quite know how to get there or how to be comfortable with what's going on around us at this point in life. I think that's when you want a counselor or you want a healer mm-hmm. or a spiritual teacher. And it's time to investigate who's the right one for you and who has classes or webinars mm-hmm. that, that will help you shift. Because that's all it is, is shifting. You don't mm-hmm. have to become somebody else just shift and and it can be incremental another thing i wanted to mention that i think is really valuable is our bodies tell us so much about what's under the surface Mm -hmm. so if you look at um louise hay had the first book on it about the meaning of different illnesses and Mm -hmm. then ina siegel did a really good book on it so if, you know, if it's your shoulders, then very likely it's the weight of the world. Right. If it's your lower back, very likely it's concerned about money. Mm-hmm. If it's your ears, it's about what you don't want to hear. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, your eyes is what you don't want to see. Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth. Um, hips having to do with um, standing on your own, moving forward. Your feet are the same things. So... If you have things like that going on, it's really useful to look it up mm-hmm. or ask a healer, what, what is this telling me? And then do something about it because you don't have to stay in discomfort. It's interesting how many things just with awareness, they go away. Mm-hmm. Once you get the message, the problem goes away. But take the message and act on it. Yes. Well, you know, as you said, you know, we are the solution that we seek. We are the love that we seek, you know. And the thing is, is everybody goes, but, you know, it, government, uh, uh, three fingers pointing back at you. Uh, either you voted for them or you abstained from voting or you didn't stand up and held them accountable. And where is your accountability in your own life? Because what we're here to do is be responsible for our own choices. We cannot always choose what happens to us, but we can choose what we learn or how we react from it. And it is an invitation, I think, for everyone to step up in themselves into their own heart space, into their own caring and kindness and be that giver, be that contributor, because that will make you abundant, but it raises the energy and the frequency up around the world and changes the dial completely from where we've been into a a whole new paradigm. You mentioned something back away that I wanted to comment on this, if I can recall what it was. No? Nope. It'll come. It will come. It will come. (laughs) Responsibility. I think it's just a big word that we just want to buck or pass on oh that's it thank you (laughs) 
it's the blaming. Yes. And pointing fingers. Yes. That's an attribute that's appropriate when you're a child because you mm -hmm. don't know. Mm -hmm. You don't have a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And so children can, can point fingers and not take responsibility. And part of maturing is they learn how to take responsibility, right? right? But we're adults. It's supposed and, to be. <laughs> and blaming is inappropriate yeah. for us. Mm -hmm. Okay. And looking at what is my part? Mm -hmm. What is my part in this? And no, I'm not responsible for the fact that, um, or taxes or whatever they are. But I can look at it with an open mind of, I receive by giving, by paying my taxes. I receive roads, hospitals, et yes. cetera, et cetera, post office, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a balance. They're not just taking by getting in return. So instead of blaming, it's looking at a bigger picture. You know what I like that some people do is they ask people's opinion to gather more information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you don't appear to be angry about what's happening with so-and-so. Why is that? <laughs> Find out their viewpoint because yeah. maybe there's something in there that's beneficial for you. Right. And, and the thing is, even by seeing it um, with somebody you disagree with, you know, I, I had a, a show on um, last week, which was um, not one I would normally do, but I was compelled to do it. For, I don't know why, just needed to do it. And it was a very well-spoken young man. And his whole perspective was maybe, you know, part of I totally agreed with, with what he was wanting to do, but maybe didn't agree with the way he was doing it. But okay. others will. And of course, my job is to just lay it out there, let people decide for themselves. But it's always interesting if we're willing to hear what the other side is, how do they come to that conclusion? Are they seeing what we're seeing? Are they seeing what, we, what we're seeing? And it's, it's a way of being able to gather all that information and 3D it. Look at it from all angles. And now you've got the whole picture. Now you can actually, you know, make a judgment call and go, you know, this is just not working. It's got to change. Do you all agree? Now how are we going to do it? Because it takes all of us to insert our information in order to make a whole. But we seem to be walking along with blinkers on and just challenging, no, my way or the highway. That's it. And that kind of thinking is not going to have a, let any growth happen at all. No, a person like that is not going to grow. So our perspective, um, there was a wonderful book decades ago called Initiation. And in it, they talk about if your nose is right up against the cube, the thing that you're looking at, you can only see that it has one side. As you back away, you get perspective. Oh, look, there are two sides. And you may never be able to see the whole object from all sides. But you can increase your perspective mm -hmm. by practicing by um, distance, but also by practicing. And I think that is um, important because when we think we're right, yeah. we are just, I, I am right. Righteous. That's a nice place to be. <laughs> yeah. Very few of us are that brilliant and that, that finished. Most yes. of us are you know, going to keep growing until yeah. we're 
95. Yeah, <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> Have you read the book Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson? Um, I've referred to it virtually in a Richard because I think it's extremely apropos right now. You know, the, the two men and the two mice around abundance of cheese and it's their reaction to when the cheese is gone. And Sniffy and Scurry go and sniff out and scurry around looking for more cheese. And Hem and Ha, well, Ha is like, I just don't know what to do. Uh, you know, what, what do I do now? Until he realizes that, well, it's not here and it's not coming back. I guess I'm going to have to follow Sniffy and Scurry and go look for it. And Hem is, give me back my cheese. Who do I have to kill? Who do I have to sue? I am not going until you give me my cheese. And I think that's where we're at with a lot, you know, in this division right now. Some people say, give me back my old ways. Give me back my freedom. Give me back this. And they don't realize this is just an adjustment period. Is it a change period? Everything changes. Everything needs to be in flow. And the more you argue against it, uh, the more it's going to push back against you. So I find it very kind of um, very apropos, this book at the present moment of where we're at. And a lot of people are at the whole of the kind of, I don't know what to do. I guess I'm just going to have to figure it out as I go. And then there's the innovators that are already ahead of us saying, hey, come on over here and try this. This is working. You know, this is a great opportunity. So it's what we're willing to see. And that a lot comes from our own uh, True Colors perspective as well and what our personality trait is as to how we're going to handle it. But we have to handle it, don't we? We can't avoid this. This isn't put your head in the sand and la, 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 and it's going to go away. Well, you could do that for a while, but I don't think it'd be very satisfying. It's <laughs> um, not going to get I you think, very far. <laughs> I think it's awesome that today we have so so much available. Yes. Internet. Yes. All the all the different podcasts. There's yours, but um, you know, Defoe Chopra has them. Can um, mm-hmm. decide? There's yeah. so many. A million, and, actually. Huh? A million. A million. A million. <laughs> Wonder we can watch. I'm one in a million here. <laughs> so, so we don't have to stay the same. We don't have to stay with old comfort zones. Mm-hmm. And these teachers, these amazing teachers whose materials are out there, can help us, as I said earlier, shift. In a reasonable way that's not too uncomfortable. The other thing I wanted to mention was using our intuition. Yes. Intuition is such a powerful tool. And as I've worked with clients, I've found that everybody has it. Some Mm -hmm. people don't really call it much of anything. But I even remember my mother having... um, having intuition and never saying, never naming it. Yeah. Just saying things like, oh, honey, I think your cat will be home just a day or two. You know, I think you got trapped in like somebody's garage. It's going to be okay. He'll be right back. I'm me thinking, I wonder why she thinks that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And two days later, you know, he comes home. Yeah. So we all have it. I think a lot of people are empaths mm-hmm. also. The research says about 30% of the population. Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, actually, that was one piece of research. I think there's actually, I would want to look that up again. But anyway, so many people have that, yet within themselves, they have their answers. Mm-hmm. It's called the knowingness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that knowing. And so it's a matter of like slowing down, pausing, being quiet for a little bit. Doesn't mean that you have to do, you know, be a full-time every day, twice a day meditator. Right, right. But if you sit for a few moments with your question or your concern, stay out of the emotion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your answers just kind of percolate up. It's beautiful how fast it happens. Um, it may not be fast for everyone. I was a meditator. For, oh my God, I had turned that off. And I didn't turn it off correctly, apparently. Yeah, no, we have to, mine go, my go. It's a new phone. I'm hoping I have turned it off. <laughs> we will know. <laughs> so I, I had meditated regularly for decades, and, and now I don't because that access is always there. Yes. So meditating is a great thing. And if it's your thing, awesome, keep up with it. Um, but it's really nice to not have to dedicate as much time for that. Except for, um, you know, during COVID, it's a, it's a beautiful time for some meditation because it's so calming. Yeah. And it brings you back to that inner peace and to that connection with the totality of all mm. You know, the thing is, I think once you've got the meditation down, you know how to get into a meditative state anywhere, anytime. Um, you know, me cross legs on the floor going home, I would need a crane to help me back up. Not my thing, you know. But I literally look out on trees uh, that are constantly blowing in the breeze and that in itself is is channeling and meditative for me being amongst nature water is a wonderful conduit uh, trees have a wonderful matrix that talk to each other and they talk to us and we may not understand the language in the brain but our heart and our equilibrium most certainly does and the frequency and the vibration and the rhythm of the earth and its own tonage and its own music is also speaking to us and um i actually as an empath can't walk barefoot on the earth. Uh, I just feel the pain too much. I feel the anger too much. Um, so, you know, when you talked about the weight of the shoulders, that's actually one of the things empaths have to deal with is that we feel the weight of the world. And it's, you know, sometimes we literally have to shut right down and shut everything out because it's hard to filter through. And I think a lot of people are even being woken up to that right now. What am I feeling? You know, where is this coming from? And, you know, maybe you're just a little empathy is coming your way to understand, you know, where the pain is and what we need to do about it. And that when you show it some love, um, a loving hug, just pouring some love on it, it, it helps heals it and helps heals you and obviously heals the situation as well. I think that's one of the reasons why I don't want to go back to Vegas anymore is yeah. that energy element. Yeah. Um, Wanting more and never being satisfied is right. not, a, not a space that I want to be in. I loved what you said about trees. Because mm. trees do talk to us. And um, sitting quietly with a tree with your hand, your feet on a, a tree, it will share things with you. Yes. And it's usually old, deep wisdom. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of words. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very cool. Um, I remember a time actually walking my dog down an avenue of trees. And as I was going down there, just like the shaking of the leaves, I said, you're really loud today. And the leaves just stopped. 
Oh. Well, thank so. you. I can now hear you if you talk quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. You talked to them, they heard you. Yes. So I like that you brought up that love is the solution. So much of the healing work that I've done was using theta healing. Mm -hmm. Theta is a brainwave state, and from there you can do some amazing things. But I've also found that now when I have um, – there's some spots in my, in my hands that, that hurt. Um, that was something that didn't happen 10 years ago, but it happens fairly often now. And all I do is put my other hand over it mm. and send it love. I don't have to do any elaborate healing process. I just send it love and it goes away. Mm -hmm. It may come back two days later and it goes away. So love is really powerful. Um, I was having trouble with my right hip. And that's the exact same thing I did was I sent love to it. Instead of doing the type of healing work that I've done in the past, send it love. Mm -hmm. And now... Rarely does anything ever come up with it. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of above and beyond everything. Yes. Yeah. Well, love is is a is a an incredible frequency. Um, it's a five hundred eighty six hundred hertz, and it is an equilibrium. You know, it is it raises literally the vibration and the frequency within you. And when you're in that love state, you can't knowingly do any harm to anyone or anything, even yourself, because love is about kindness and compassion and caring. And it is about wanting to help people, including yourself. It's also a wonderful place of like a deep breath and a sense of peace in that love. And it's so trusting. Yeah, just sitting, kind of feeling that space and going, oh, yeah, I need some words. You're, you're on a show. <laughs> because that place is so appealing. It's so yes. quiet. Yes. Um, I wanted to mention that that the first book, Living Hope, mm -hmm. that I that you mentioned, I didn't realize it's been that many years. Yes, four years now. Out, it's been that many years. Yeah. And, and it really talked about my history and my experience and how I chose to come out of a life with a lot of trauma when I was young um, and an alcoholic family to, to choose a spiritual life and let that heal me and give me the amazing life that I have now. Mm -hmm. So that book is its a fun one to start with. It, it does make some people cry. Tears are good. They're a release. They're really good to have. And when, when, if a person is crying when they're reading something like that, it's because they're relating to it. Yeah. Very often, it's because they have similar pain. Yeah. You know, and that's what's coming up. The um, the next one I did was unfolding the mystery of self. We're never alone. Got too much light on it, love. That's oh, just change. That's no, okay. There we go. This one is about spiritual development and I talked about a lot of mystical things in it because I decided it was okay to to share my experiences and I didn't have to keep it a secret you know that yeah we, we can't keep the secret anymore it has to be told people have to know what's going on inside of them 
you're giving them permission to realize what's happening with them. If we go cloak and dagger with it, then they're always going to be trapped into it. When we speak about it openly, it's giving them permission to embrace what's happening to them. Well, and that's why I had said, we're the light the world's waiting for. Mm -hmm. And we're also called the way showers. This mm. first group, um, also called rainbow children, but we're the way showers. And then as the others come in, it's like the doors open and it's a little easier for them. It reminds me of how um, you were mentioning breath mm -hmm. and the power of breath. And just think of all the breath techniques that we have now. And that's because yoga came to the United States back with Yogananda back in the 30s and, and with a few other teachers and how it changed things for yes. us. You know, you can take yoga at the Y. You can take power yoga. Mm -hmm. Solar yoga and all sorts of yoga nowadays. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's so much benefit in all that. So the door is open. All this information's coming in. And um, I love my role in it. Mm -hmm. And then I, choosing always to continue to grow. Yes. So there's no, you know, if I'm not in God consciousness and growing that I... I don't need to be here. But that's why you are here, is to be growing in God's consciousness, is to be understanding the mystical, the mythical, the, the, the vibration, the frequency, the, the reason, what is your instrument, where is your orchestra. This is what life as a human being is all about. We can't embrace our beautiful soul spirit on its own until we've experienced it through the physical and the appreciation of what the physical brings to it. And, you know, I'll openly admit, I have fought being a human being because I'm a spiritual being and, and have had a lot of difficulty with humans and the way they treat each other. And, and it's, it, it's taken a lot of work on my side to kind of um, embrace the physical side uh, and the gift that humanity, being a human, the touch, the taste, the hold, the, the dance with, you know, the joy that we can have as that. But we, we're here to have this experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience and we must experience it. Uh, it. And we can't rest on our laurels because until we cross over and exit the vessel, we are here to experience right to the very end. We're considered the fortunate ones because we get to be here. Yes. And do this when there are so many in spirit that wish to be here, yes. but it's not their time yet. Yeah. And so I love that perspective that, that we are fortunate and we get to be the ones that are here right now. Because I know when I was younger, and that's partly why I wrote that book, I didn't appreciate life. I wanted out. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted out. And what? You want me to stay here? <laughs> yeah. With all the spiritual work I did, yeah. that passed. Mm. And now it's more like going – Going with the flow, also, you know, often being in joy, but going with the flow, because things like COVID are kind of big, and, um, you know, it can, it, can take, it can take your mood and mm -hmm. downgrade it. So I find um, joy isn't as easy right now, no. but peace is. Yes. Yes. Stop looking outside. Start, you know, looking yeah. inside again, and voila. There's the peace again. But which, which is joyful? 
Well, you know, we, we find joy in peace because we can look at that butterfly and find joy in it. You know, the hummingbird, the dog wagging its tail going for a walk, a little kid's smile. Instead of going, oh, that's cute. And, and we can really immerse ourselves into it. God, look how beautiful that is. And I look at an animal kingdom right now and, and how they're teaching us human to be more humane. And, you know, our children, you know, our indigo children and how wise they are. And they're teaching us, it's not about your intellect. It's not about your academic brilliance. It's about your soul, heart, and spirit's intellect, letting your mind know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. This is just data. But the heart and soul and spirit will show you how to use that data. And children instinctively, intuitively do. And it's kind of bringing us back to where we should be, as we were as children and where we should be. In back into that beautiful fluidity of going with the flow and the knowingness. And many parents are not squashing that light no. out of their kids as fast as it used to be, yes. or as often as it used to be. The parenting is done differently than it was, and it's mm. very cool. Very. These kids get to be that uniqueness that they are that we need. It's very cool. And, you know, technology's done a lot of that, hasn't it? Because it's made the world more accessible. And, you know, I've just got this new phone and I'm going to have to go back and have them help me download a few apps because I can't get them. And somebody commented on Facebook, yeah, give it to a five-year-old. They'll do it for you. <laughs> because they just seem to be using their matrix of their brain and, and the way they deduce patterning and everything else so much more simply. And why is that? They're young. They're seeing it, they're doing it. We've got so much deprogramming to do because we're looking at it from the old education, right? And that's how we're tackling it. And that's not going to work because it doesn't belong to the old. We were watching some old movies the other night and um, looking at, they had a cell phone. No, they had a, no, should call it, a handset, mm -hmm. but it was this big. You know, the, yep. talking into it and how much things have changed. Yes. And that even in our lifetime, originally, um, we didn't have handsets. You had the whole phone and you couldn't go any further than the cord. Right. So to know that you can have a phone conversation through your computer. Or your, your phone. phone. Yeah. Right. Or in the backyard. That or, you can make a movie with it. Yes. Right. Yeah, it does mean letting go of old beliefs and limitations. Yes. And yet that's kind of our mission right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Let go of the old and embrace the new. And limiting beliefs um, is one of the, the bits of work that I do as a beta healer. Because we have so many. Yeah. Like, um, I can't do that. It's a newfangled thing. Uh, this is uh, too much for me. And all that kind of thinking, um, I'm not smart enough, I'm not fast enough, I'm too old. All that kind of thinking can change. Yes. We have so many examples of people who aren't living by those limitations. So we can shift with, with the skill of a healer to let go of them. I right. have to stay there. And, and technology helps us. You know, when I, if you told me eight years ago when I started um, podcasting, 
that a, I would have my own network. I'd be doing all my own editing, that I'd be building sites, that I'll be doing this and that. It would be, you are kidding. There is no way I could do that. But I had somebody behind me saying, yes, you can. You know, I'm going to show you how you do it. And if I wanted this, if I wanted my own platform, I was going to have to learn how to do it. And, you know, through necessity, I've learned how to do it. And now I just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. And if I have to learn something else, it might take me a little while. Um, you know, watch a video, do something. Once I've done it two or three times, that's it. It's set in. And it's not to be afraid of what we have to learn. Okay, it might be a little harder because our brains are still wired in a different way. But there are so many videos of tutorials and, and so many books and so many people out there that can help us, you know, learn something new. And they also say that as you're getting older, learning something new all the time keeps the frontal lobe going and, uh, you know, prevents dementia. I wonder if you would mind if I offered some downloads about this kind of thing to mm -hmm. your audience. Mm -hmm. And they will just be energetically in the podcast yes. so that when the people hear them, when they watch this, all they have to do is say yes if they want them and they'll be transmitted. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so the downloads would be, I know how to and I do adjust easily to change. I enjoy technology and I live without resistance to new technology. I'm open and I study and I learn and accept new technology easily. My intuition is opening on a regular basis, I enjoy it, I trust it, I can handle it. And I know how to be in the world full of change. Even when it's in drama, I'm in peace. My peace is everlasting, my peace is internal, my peace is eternal. And if you want these things, just say yes. And I will ask Creator to download them for you right now. Yes, yes. Thank you. It's done. Thank you. Mm. Right now, you know, it, it, even for the people who know this is what we need or this is what we do, even, you know, the coaches, the counselors, the guiders, the teachers, the supporters, they need it too in order you know, to, to help them continue to do their work. And that's, you know, when you look in a circle with the, the hand on the shoulder and the hand on the shoulder in that circle, it is sharing that energy so that everybody can step up and be the best they are, but don't have to rely on doing it alone. So we all need that help. Thank you. Welcome. You mentioned frequency several times. Mm -hmm. And I just want to mention about it that Whatever your frequency, whatever your vibration, you can raise it. And it's so easy to do. It just takes a little bit of awareness. So you can look on the internet for lists, the lists of things that do. All the things that you've talked about, about nature, raise our vibration. Um, what we eat can raise or lower our vibration. That was the main reason I became a vegetarian in the first place. Well, two reasons. Vegetarian in the first place. One was because I wanted a higher vibration. And two, I wanted to be a meditator. And it just helps. Mm -hmm. Don't eat. Um, also for raising vibration, being in the sun, getting fresh air, 
-hmm. drinking plenty of water, and watching your thoughts. Watching what? all thoughts. Right. Watch oh, your thoughts. Yes. Because we all have those thoughts of, I can't believe you did that. Mm -hmm. Or, <laughs> I can't do this. Oh, mm -hmm. here we go again. Mm -hmm. And replacing them with, interesting, that person is really in a pattern and doing the same thing again. Okay. Or, um, that's interesting. I wonder if that person's pattern bothers me because I have part of that in me. Mm -hmm. I'm just taking a contrary, positive contrary view on things and challenging yourself, yeah. doing thought replacements. And if you hear a calm of one that comes up all the time, like, I don't have enough money for that. Mm -hmm. I could never afford that. Then that means you have some property consciousness. Yes. And again, work with someone to change that. It doesn't have to be that way. Right. You can right. change it to where money comes from all kinds of mysterious places. Money comes to me easily. Money shows up in my account. I always have some money. Mm -hmm. so where, where there is the need, the money is there. Right. Yes. Yeah, and that, that is one I've, I've had uh, issues with. But I found out in my Akashi records that uh, 50 lifetimes ago, I signed a vow of poverty. And that although I have obliterated and blown up and deleted <laughs> that programming, we have to remember that there are trillions of cells in our body and each one of them has a memory, memory of this lifetime, memory of past lifetimes, ancestral and, and yeah. DNA. And, you know, that you may go through a particular surface and think you've got rid of it, but then it's in a deeper surface and it may come up again, which means then just use the same process again on that. Don't let it come up to the surface and cripple you. Go, oh, all right, I thought I deleted you. Here we go again. Where's the verbiage? Where's the dialogue to get rid of that? And another one that I would add to healthy frequency is sound, whether it's um, the gong or the bowls or the tonage or just simply music. You know, when I get into needing rejuvenating, on go the headphones and I listen to music and um, and it's not any particular music. It's just music that I know f frequently is resetting me. It's feeding me. And then I feel calmer and better and more imbalanced afterwards. Yeah, sound really is a powerful tool. And something people, other than music, didn't seem to be that aware of in the past. Mm -hmm. But now we have the bowls, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and I use music when I'm writing. Mm -hmm. It helps me stay in that flow. Yeah, I wanted to mention um, the Journey with Matthew series. Oh, That's right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Journey with Matthew series is my first um, book, well, the book one, the first book of fiction. And this is a story of a young man who notices that his friend Matthew has these gifts and that amazing things happen just and so easily. So if, if Matthew needs to be in the right place at the right time, he will be. Mm -hmm. Daniel notices this and is like, I want that. And so he studies Matthew and is changed. Um, one of the changes is that Daniel goes from having traditional religious beliefs and teachings because that's what he was taught and he never questioned them. Right. After hanging with Matthew more and more, he's like, there's a bigger God that you have. He's not just a, a rule-giving God. Mm. There's some love here. 
I want that. And you see Daniel transform. It's really beautiful into his own awakening. And so the book one is called Awakening. Um, a Journey with Matthew Awakening. And book two is coming out in October. It's also A Journey with Matthew. It's book two. And I think that it is more like living your awakening. Mm. Yeah. It is, um, it's mostly written. I'm, I'm in the editing phase right. now. And uh, thinking maybe, because this book has just a little bit of drama in it. And the next one, you know, so peace, light, and love. Right. So I want to add some drama in just for interest's sake. And then there's a third one coming, and it's about the feminine divine. Mm. So I don't, um, you know how writers often have an outline? Yes. I don't. Yeah, you're I just sit a, down to write and I say. An intuitive writer. Yeah. God, tell me what, tell me where to go with this and let it flow. Right. And then it still needs to be edited, but um, the message is there. That's the point. That's, and, yeah. and also, you know, I did a show on this with that, the self-help books and things like this. So, you know, they're, they're all very beneficial, et cetera, for people who like to have that kind of instruction. But more people will learn from a story, you know, where they can relate. Well, that could be me. Well, I could do that. Or I relate to that character in the book. And we learn more from storytelling than we do from manual, you know, step one, step two, step three. And I think that is very true as human beings. From the beginning of time around the campfire, you know, we have been telling stories. And those stories that gets translated, you know, and gets passed on and it may you know, change, obviously, from one person to the other of how they're telling it. But we love a story. And that story is what moves us, what invites us, what inspires us. And I think um, doing this whole um, trilogy through, or is the third one going to be a trilogy? Or that's more just to do with... No, it's the third in the series. It'll be a journey right. with Matthew, but it's going to have um, the divine feminine as the focus. Right. And, and the, people will say, why do people do trilogies? The triangle. Because it's, it's unbreakable and, and it doesn't matter which side you look at it. It's always, you know, that, and, you know, that's why, you know, trilogies are, are so, you know, bringing an interest into a story. The, the, the second half of where they're going and the third is kind of the ultimate, you know, ending to the journey. And uh, that's why trilogies, we, we receive better in a trilogy. So I like the fact that you are doing that as a trilogy, but somebody's self-discovery through being inspired by looking at how somebody else is living their life and being invited to learn how to change within themselves. And it's so apropos to now. So I think people should go and get that first book right now and get it read, get ready for the, for the second one, because uh, that's what we're needing right now. The guidance we need is from the teachers that have learned through their own experience. And you're using your own experience, plus you are conduiting the uh, the inspiration and the innovation and allowing it to come out in a flow in the story that needs to be told that those are my kind of books <laughs> well and thank you for saying that, that yeah a journey with matthew book one is available on amazon it's available through my website and the other one will be out shortly and that's that's why i'm here today because mm -hmm. 
I do want people to have time to read this one. Right. Yes. So that they'll be wanting the next one. Yes. And enjoying it. And it's interesting how I didn't set out to be a spiritual mm -hmm. author, you know? But there's that that inner urging that you have to do yeah. something. You have to do something. Yeah. And that's where the books came from. Like, I have to write. What am I going to write? I don't know, but I have to do it. And then learning how to, to let the message flow through like that, it just it became very natural. And I will give credit to um, a writing coach from Sedona that I use, Tom Bird. Mm -hmm. so, you know, he, he has a technique and it works. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I've been asked, you know, Sarah, where's your book? You keep saying you're going to write it. And I thought during COVID, oh, now it's time. <laughs> I've been so busy <laughs> with my podcast. There's been no time for anything, <laughs> nothing at all. And I know for me that the, the best way will be for me to do the audio book and let me just be a flow and then transcribe it because that's where I am in flow. Um, you know, I do my own shows every week, Sarah's View of Life. And uh, very often I have no idea what I'm going to talk about until I press the button or sometimes it's just one word out there and then I'm, phew, I just go into it and it's kind of half an hour of what comes to me and sometimes it might be gobbledygook <laughs> other times there's clarity then I write it <laughs> for the podcast. Well, isn't it interesting that we once considered it channeling yes and now I consider it it's just more of our full self yes our full awareness is yes. coming through yeah. It's not channeled. It's it's my connection with the divine. It's right. And that's what you're saying. To yes. Your, yes. Your just, you're just opening up. You're not preconceiving. Even if you do have a particular topic you want to talk about, you know, that's the topic universe I want to talk about. And show me the way, you know, what do I need to know? And then getting out of your own way, which is getting out yes. of the, the head condition and just allowing it to come through. You can, you know, as you say, in the editing process, you know, do what you need to do to make it readable for people. But my brother has a, a wonderful website uh, called hackwriters.com, which he's had for 26 years now. And he is a, a master's degree or literary author, you know, and teacher. And when I started writing for him, it would be, he would want to rewrite it. And I said, no, don't do that. Let it be my voice, you know, commas and dots and you know grammar and things like spelling yes do that but don't change it and you find it very irritating that people liked the way I wrote because I was writing how I was speaking and so they were hearing it as a conversation rather than a written piece and and we've got to honor that people are going to be drawn to different things for the way that they're open to receive and right now people want openness that's why podcasting has become so popular you come on and you can be open. There's no producer telling you, you can't say that. Your time is up in two seconds, you know, and it's, you haven't got that anymore. Come and be open, be vulnerable, share, because that's how people are going to learn. That's how people are going to adapt. That's how people are going to open themselves up and be willing. So I'm so happy genuine. you're writing these books. <laughs> yeah, it, that genuine self. Yes. Uh, watching these old movies recently, that is the genuineness was missing back then. Yes. It was very, very much Calculated. how you look and mm. what you say and what you don't say. Right. And as not who we are anymore. It's so great that we can be genuine. Yeah. Well, that's what got me into trouble all my life because I, you know, was, I was that, you know, and it would be, you know, you were a bit far out there, Sarah, or, you know, 
I couldn't conform. I couldn't be what other people in this mold. And it would be the more you try and restrain me, the more that I would fight to get out. And, and, you know, now I can just be me in my fluidity. Uh, but, you know, back then, no. And so it was always a conflict for me. And now it's the freedom. It's a freedom. Wonderful. Oh, yes. Embracing it. Mm. Um, I want to mention that Journey with Matthew is now an audiobook. Oh, wonderful. They're just finishing it. They um, had checked with me recently on the pronunciation because many of these words are um, names are ancient. Mm. So the spelling of Matthew is not the way we right. spell it. Right. So they're ancient. Um, anyway, so that is coming. I'd like any day now it should mm -hmm. be finished this month. Wonderful. And um, that my website, lynncarpermurphy.com. Can you spell that for people who are just listening audio? Or Lynn is L-Y-N-N-E. -N -E. And then Cochram is C-O-C-A-R-U-M hyphen Murphy, M-U-R-P-H-Y dot com. And you'll see in it that the books are available through the website, but you'll also see my services and my programs like Embracing Change, yeah. which is the one that starts in August. It just runs for three months, and it's to help all of us adjust and thrive, no matter what's going on in the world. But isn't that what we're invited to do right now? You know, we're looking at, you know, if, if this is, let's just take a household and you realize, you know what? This house has just got to be a chaotic mess. There is so much here I don't need anymore. Those colors do not reflect where we're at. You know, uh, we've got too much clutter. Let's, let's clean everything up. Let's repaint it. Let's only keep what we really need. Let somebody else have the opportunity to enjoy, you know, the furniture, the this and that, that we don't need anymore. And let us, let us renew and, and bask in that renewal of, of simplicity honesty, authenticity, and love. And, you know, that's what we're asked to do right now, you know, sprinkling. <laughs> I know I certainly have. Early on, I went through and I just took stuff out of every room. But it was partly because I'd done that trip in India and I came home a different person because it was yeah. a three-week pilgrimage mm -hmm. in the temples. Um, so I had to, to clear out and get rid yeah. of the stuff that didn't match me anymore. And so we had a yard sale. And it was great because it was at the beginning of COVID, so we gave distance, right. but nobody took it quite as seriously right. as we do right now. So we had that refreshing. And then I painted. I painted furniture. We painted walls. We mm -hmm. put in new, new lighting. Yes, that refreshing is so good for us. It yeah. has something to do in this time besides our reflection and conversation. Right. And it, it gives you a space, you know, a space of fresh and renew. And then it will be, well, hang on, you know, um, do I match this renewal? Now it's time to spring clean inside. There's, there's a crazy ad of this eccentric couple and they go, what's wrong here? And it's like, oh, the furniture doesn't reflect our clothing. <laughs> so they go and buy new furniture. It's obviously for a furniture shop. And it's really quite funny, you know, um, uh, because it's from Lyon. So they call it Lyons. <laughs> you know, so, um, but it is, we have to look. I mean, I can't wear the same clothes I wore five or six years ago. They just, I just don't feel comfortable in them. I don't reflect those anymore. And, you know, I'm about to move my furniture has been in storage for three years and about to move half of it into where I'm in now. And it would be nice to have it around me, but it's in a new setting and it will take on a new purpose. And I think that's the thing. What is your new purpose? 
what is your purpose here on earth? It's self-discovery of what your beautiful instrument is, learning how to play it and joining the orchestra of life. Well said. Mm -hmm. And with furniture, um, we can cleanse their energy mm. of what was, yes. which is really important if you're bringing in used furniture or yeah. something that you got from your family. You cleanse that energy and then you download it with purpose, like just like you were saying, yep. so that it is a match for you, what, what you want in your home. I have a lot of antiques and people, well, it's just old stuff. And I said, no, you know, for, for me, it is the history, 100 years, 200 years. It, it may be slightly beaten now. And, and I look at it and I, and, I, and I respect the fact that it's still around. And I, and I appreciate what it is, what it does for me. But it's also all the stories that it kind of tells, you know, subliminally. So I love antiques. I love the, the character. Well yes, that's another good reason to have them. They last the test of time. Try anything else new. Within five years, it's all falling to pieces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's also, let us, that's a good point there is, is, we have also been taught in the last 40 years, um, you, you have to you know, not repair, uh, not recycle, but renew, uh, you know, or um, I had to just upgrade to a new phone. Um, and I could have continued on with my old phone, except for the battery was just not charging up anymore. Oh. And they make it into a point where when the battery goes, you can't replace the battery. So you have to replace the phone. So, you know, we're, we are so wasteful and we've become so complacent instead of valuing something and say, let's repair it. Right. Let's repair it. Let's let's recycle it. Absolutely. Let somebody else have the pleasure of it. Um, and be appreciative of what we do have, because all of these things have energetic signatures of their own. And when we appreciate them, they will serve us better. Well, living in gratitude creates a vibration yeah. yes. that attracts more and is quite, quite beautiful. It's a higher vibration. Yeah. So, yeah, whether we're in appreciation for our phones mm -hmm. or the fact that we have eggs in the refrigerator yes. and can have that for breakfast. Right. You know, the little things. The coffee. We've got the coffee in the morning. The morning coffee, <laughs> yes. And the appreciation, the fact that even though we may be in lockdown and we can't see people, that we have this wonderful technology that allows us ah. to reach out. You know, during the, the thick of the COVID, um, every week we would uh, play games. On, uh, we would play code games. And, and have you ever tried playing Pictionary with a mouse? It's really hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could do that, but, you know, there'll be five or sixes or two families on there playing and would team up. And, and although we weren't in the same room, we were in the same space. Sure. And, and we had a great time. So, you know, thank goodness that this global uh, pandemic has happened in a time where we have the ability to reach out to each other. Yes, thank God we have this. Otherwise, I might, I might actually get lonely. Right. I have a wonderful woman that, that I've interviewed a couple of times called Esther Schifrin. And she was, um, she was as a child, you know, um, captured by the Japanese and went as a war camp and then a refugee in Jerusalem. They married a South African and was in a rural place. And she realizes that all her life has been really about the isolation or about the imprisonment. 
um, and she's a concert pianist, she's an artist, she's just amazing, 82, still dancing, she's fantastic. But what she's been doing every single day of COVID is writing a poem. And they're, they're on Facebook, Esther Schiff, and I really recommend reading her poems. And they're always so inspirational. And they're always addressing kind of how we feel in the moment. And, uh, it, and, it's, and it just is kind of a, a wonderful thing to read for the day and go, yeah, I feel like that too. But she never writes it down. It's always to lift us up. And so what can we do? What can we do this to reach out to our friends or to our family or to our social media where we can lift people up? post some pictures, you know, a song or something, you know, words of encouragement. Every little counts, doesn't it? That's why I get on Instagram and do Instagram Live several times a week just to share a thought mm -hmm. that hopefully will be beneficial. Um, and I like to keep them short, like mm -hmm. two minutes. Yeah. You know, just yeah. to inspire and, and not to bog them down, you know, there are plenty of ones that are 45 minutes. Yes. Just to inspire a little bit. I was also so, thinking, um, you know, I didn't mention that one of the things besides my Embracing Change program is people can do a VIP day with me on, online. So we do mm -hmm. it through Zoom. Mm -hmm. And instead of spending our three or four hours of sitting and doing the work, We'll do it this way with breaks. Mm. And the only part that's missing is, you know, going out to lunch or right. going and walking the labyrinth. Right. But you can still have a VIP day, which is an amazing thing. You and you can still have lunch together online, you know, <laughs> a glass of wine or lunch, you know, yes. it's just that you're on the other side of the table, so to speak. That's right. <laughs> yes. Still sharing. Yeah. Um, so an amazing amount of change can happen yes. in a VIP day because you get to release, 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 and down, get your downloads. And like you were talking about, those old beliefs, the poverty mm. vows and contracts and agreements. So big ones to clear. Yeah. And they make a huge difference in your life. Yes. So. I mean, I've already kind of cleared that a lot where I can already see a change, but I know that it's still there because it keeps raising its head. And I go, well, you again? I thought I got rid of you. And so, but we've got to realize that like there's um, trillions and trillions of cells in our body and they all have memories. And, you know, there's these memories, if it's 50 lifetimes that I had this for, then that's very much entrenched in that DNA. And so it's not just a reprogramming from the head level. You've got to go through all of the cellular level and it will come up and it needs to be happened again until you get to the point where it is no more. Well, it's like you said, it's genetic. Mm -hmm. It's also the ancestors. Right. It's the history level yep. because of the past lives. And then, however, it's been reinforced in this life. Yes. So, yeah, multiple levels to remove. Yeah, and, and it was really enforced in this life. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's not just past lives I'm dealing with in this life. It was definitely, you know, um, I consider myself very enriched and abundant. Uh, and, and it's just uh, the money has to catch up with that. And it, it will when the time is right. It's then I'm ready and open and ready to receive. But uh, um, and I'm always perceived as rich. And, That's and, interesting. Yeah, it is. And people have always thought that I am a rich person, literally rich person. And no, I haven't been. But um, I'm glad that I don't portray the thing of poverty. But it's, 
it's also what is poverty. And I think as a spiritual person, the uh, issue around money, I know I need it. Now, God, I know exactly what I'd do with it if I had a lot of it, most certainly. But it's always is that the emphasis is on our own enrichment, our own abundance that e-commerce doesn't have anything to do with. So, you know, I know that I've still got to bring that dialogue in. Money, come on, I've got work for you to do. There's a lot of work for us to do together, so come and join it. You're right, though. You have the energy of wealth. Mm -hmm. You were saying that. I could see this, this bubble of energy around you. You exude that. So there's a part of you that already knows the truth. Yes. You yes. have it all. Yeah, there's just something that hasn't caught up yet. <laughs> There's probably a remnant of that belief yeah. to remove. You've talked about, we, we talked about all those levels. Yes. And um, and I'll work with you and we'll pull it because, oh. and make it permanent. Let's make oh, it good. permanent. Oh, no. I, I, delete means gone. Never to be seen again. <laughs> and it hasn't got that message. Yeah. 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 Yes. We can do that. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Because yeah. uh, as I said, I've got a lot of work for money to do. Because I do look at uh, money as as a tool um, you know we we have as a human society revered money as a power and that has been our downfall because we put money up on the pedestal and everything we did was to have more money and it made us poorer in ourselves and i think that that switch to where is the enrichment of your life that money can't buy it now money can certainly generate and and support and be used because gosh we do need it as human beings but i'm not going to worship money as a god i'm going to use it as the tool that it is and and that's i think the thinking that people also need to have yes you need money in order to survive but don't look upon money as the be all and the end all where is your own enrichment yeah it is a tool it's an energy mm -hmm. it's very useful very you can useful. change things in the world with it. Yes. We, um, we can have fun with it. Yeah. It is not meant to control us. Right. We're energy light beings. Yes. You know? Just having this physical body for today. So, yeah, keeping, keeping the correct perspective. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, how many people do we revere, you know, the, the Gandhi and sister Teresa and a few other people that you know were her jesus complete vow of poverty right they, you know there there wasn't um it, money was never their enrichment but look how they enriched lives and uh, uh, and jesus was so evolved yeah that that he could create meals yes without money right that's where we want to go right um and the vows of poverty had a place at one time just like mm. sacrifice yeah had a place and yet it's i feel in this time period it's inappropriate because we are capable of so much more right we, we know are. that we know how to change karma yes we have to live through the process of releasing karma we know how to change it right wow that is so cool yes i mean we can be all we are meant to be if we allow ourselves to take the journey and that comes from being inspired by someone who's done it before and you've taken all your own knowledge and the knowledge of of everything else that you've experienced and put it in a storytelling of somebody being inspired by somebody's vibration 
somebody's frequency of who they are as a being and wanting to emulate it. And the thing is, it's not about becoming that person. It's about emulating that person within you, igniting what you respect out of that person within you, because you also are that awesome person. You've just got to let them out. That reminds me of Daniel and Matthew in the books. That mm -hmm. Daniel sees that and Matthew says, oh, I want that. And right. he's able to evolve and awaken and make miracles himself. And we are all capable of that. That's right. If we that's are willing. That's why it's in the story. Yes. And that's why the story is so, 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 so apropos and needed right now. So really the emphasis, please, folks, get the first book, Meet Matthew. <laughs> uh, Find out what, what, it, what we're talking about here because you know you want something more. You know you are something more. You know that this old system and paradigm of what we should be and, and, and who we're ordered to be and what is expected of us is not working. It's time to clear the slate, start anew and go, this is the time to go in and self-discover myself and, and all that I have to give, all that I have to be and then let the journey take me where I'm meant to go. And we can't do that if we're not willing. And we need the guidance. And you've written the guidance in a book, in a storytelling. And it's a trilogy that people are going to have that can take them onto the next phase and the next phase until they finally kind of look at and say, I am that person. That person is me. And that's where we want everyone to get to. Thank you so much. I, you really put it very well. And you get the essence of what, what the point is. Right. And we need it. I keep saying that. I know, keep saying to me, you need it. You need it. <laughs> we need it as a humanity right now. We do. We need that guidance. There are so many people realizing that change is needed. I've stepped up. I know I need to change it up, but I don't know how. And they may be not manual people, or they may be not uh, people that can go through programs, but the books will be the journey for them. Or even reading the book, then coming to you and saying, this is what the book did for me. I'm ready now for your guidance to help me in discovering me, whichever way it comes. This transformation that we're talking about, we're not alone no. in doing so. No. So, you know, if someone reads one of the books, and gets an idea, all you have to do is say to your angels, your guides, the masters and teachers that are around us all the time, our ancestors, and to God, show me, yes. guide me, help me take that next step. Show me what's most important here. Which thing can I do today? And ask, because they're over there on the other side going, we're waiting, <laughs> we're waiting. And then when you ask, they just, they are so joyful. They're right. so excited because they get to do what they're there for. Right. Yeah. Just waiting. Yeah. I'm willing and I'm able. And I think this, you know, the, the, the reason why I do these shows is because it's about people who are willing to go through the process, find their strength, find their courage, willing to explore, willing to release, willing to accept um, the person that they are meant to be with the gift that they are meant to use in this earth. But none of that can be found if you're not willing to go through a, press, a, a process of, you know, of that self-discovery. And when you come out the other side, no matter what took you there, whether it flattened you and you had to scrape yourself off of the floor or whether it was an easy transition, you are going to be so grateful of who you are today and what you're here to do. And you're going to understand what life was all about and why you're here. 
It's really true. It's totally worth it. Totally worth it. The waters are wonderful. Come on in. <laughs> so it is lynncochranmurphy.com. Go and get the book, please. It's, you've got time to read it. Once you've read it, uh, form a book club. This is a great thing to form a book club with the book and then share your, your, your old your perspectives about it. I related to this. I related to that. This spoke to me. I was stuck on that. What did you think about it? And open up and get that 3D perspective of what the book has meant to each one of you. And then read the second book and the third and allow it to guide you on your way and be there for support for one another. In the book club, be there as support for one another and how beautiful that would be because we are talking about unity and coming together. So why not come together as a book club and read this book? Book club's online now. Yes, exactly. You don't do have to that. go meet at someone's house where somebody says, oh God, I've got to clean the house and I've got to get snacks. No, <laughs> just do it this way. You know, pajamas on the bottom, <laughs> pajamas on the top if you want. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Lynn. It's wonderful having you back here again. Uh, always an inspiration. I can't wait to, to read the books. And please, folks, I, I love the idea of, of a book club, of sharing it in the family. You know, the whole family reading it and then having a conversation of where you're at. So you haven't just got one person moving on. Everybody is, is tapping into this energy at the same time. It's just not meant to be only a solo book. It's meant to be a book that everybody can get into and rise together. Well, and yeah, your point of for the whole family, because there's no, um, there's nothing in it you would want your children to read. Right. You know, it's, it's all yeah. good stuff. And you'll also find that your children, having read it, will come back to you with some wisdom that will blow your mind. It's true. Right? So, it's you know, yeah, and go cool. and say, oh, you finally get it, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> so you know this is a wonderful invitation for everyone to, to to read and just go with it and learn from the story i mean that's what it's all about right finding yourself in the story that's the reason why we watch stories read stories we want to be in the story who are you in this story read it find out thanks lynn thank you i appreciate you having me on oh it's wonderful having you back so you can also, on the show page, I just simply put in Lynn Cochran Murphy uh, in the search and both of her shows will come up. I invite you to go back and listen to her other show as well. There's always so much warm wisdom coming from her that's going to help you on your journey of life. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.